Hallelujah, praise the Lord. For today's meditation of the scriptures, let us turn together to Psalm 3. Psalm 3 is a personal lament psalm. And one of the qualities of the book of Psalms, which makes it so relevant to us and so much loved by all the Christians, is that the Psalms are often a very true and unmasked reflection of the heart conditions and the mental state of the common man. The Psalms were common people, although they were anointed men of God, who, whom God used to write these scriptures, they pretty much experienced all the human states and conditions and they put to paper the words reflecting their current mental state. Now the Psalms of personal lament shows us two things. Number one, we can take anything to the Lord in prayer. As the songwriter writes, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged, but take it to the Lord in prayer. Secondly, it shows us that the Lord never leaves us in the state where he found us. He often takes our burdens and sends us back to normal life after touching us and ministering to us and changing us. He sends us away with a hope and a promise and a blessing. Now, David wrote this Psalm, Psalm 3, after he had fled Jerusalem when his son Absalom took over the throne, usurped the throne. The king and his attendants had crossed the Jordan River and they had camped at the place called Mahanaim. And this is a psalm that is written pretty much in the morning time. It's, a mor it's called the morning psalm and Psalm 4 is its counterpart, which is called an evening psalm. It's essentially written during the same sequence of events that happened in David's life. And in these eight verses of the psalm, we see the psalmist going through four stages. And he goes from the stage of distress to the stage of deliverance and salvation. If you look at the divisions of the Psalms, Psalm 3 verses 1 to 2 talks about the reality of a conflict. Psalm 3 verses 3 to 4 talks about the need for praying and trusting God. Psalm 3 verses 5 to 6 talk about the comfort or the peace of God that comes in our heart. And Psalm 3 verse 7 to 8 talks about the surety of future deliverance and salvation. So let us look at these sections one by one. Psalm 3 verse 1 to 2 talk about the reality of conflict that, that is there in the life of people. And let us read that together. The word of God says, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. Now, some people have very ideal lives with hardly any conflicts or enemies. But for the rest of us who face conflicts, who are tired of wars, who grow weary of enemies and oppression, we can identify with the state of mind of the psalmist who writes these verses. Laments come out of the low moments of life, when foes or enemies surround us, when ridicule is there, when situations seem hopeless. That is when this kind of a lament psalm comes out. The prayer begins very abruptly with the word, O oh Lord. It's like Peter sinking into the sea and he cries, Lord, save me. In our moments of desperation, we don't need an elaborate introduction, but straight away we can get to the subject of the prayer because we are praying before God who knows our heart. He knows our state. David's own son Absalom had engineered a coup within the kingdom of Israel and he had won people over to his side by his smooth talks, winning behavior and by being a scheming and a thorough liar. He was evil. Pursued by him and his forces, David was on the run in his own kingdom. These verses tell us that 
his enemies were increasing day by day and many were saying within the kingdom there is no help for him from god there is no salvation for him in god now comes the question why had god permitted his enemies to go this far in slandering him in abusing him in pursuing him in attacking him this was part of god's chastening of david for his sin of adultery and murder now after he had sinned after god confronted his sin david confessed his sins and god in his grace and mercy he forgave david when he confessed his sins but god in his justice also allowed david to reap the bitter consequences of those sins so that he could fully restore him this was a desperate situation that the king of israel had found himself in when the opposition and enemies increase is god going to forsake his beloved but god was not done with david yet we know god's nature since he says in isaiah chapter 49 verses 15 to 16 i will not forsake you i have engraved you in the palm of my hand the next section of the psalm is psalm 3 verse 3 to 4 and it talks about the need for praying and trusting god now david was not a man who was easily beaten without ignoring his problems he lifted his eyes from the threatening situation that was around him and he looked by faith to the lord david knew he was in danger but in verses 3 to 4 he recognizes that god was his shield let us read verses 3 and 4 but you o lord are a shield about me you are a shield that is covering me from all sides you are my glory and the lifter of my head i cried aloud to the lord and he answered me from his holy hill now david was in disgrace because of his own sins and because of his son's treachery but he recognized that god is the source of his glory the situation was very discouraging his head was bowed down at this point of time but he says you o god are the lifter of my head he knew that god would lift up his head and restore him to his throne at some point of time his faith was in the promises that god had made to him in the covenant that is recorded in second samuel was uh, chapter 7 he knew that god would not forsake him while david was currently moved and displaced from the throne of israel god was very much on the throne in the heavens and therefore he was well able to keep his covenant promises to david but in his current desperation david did one thing and a very wise thing to do in our times of desperation as well he cried out to the lord and god answered him from his holy hill David kept crying out to God in prayer knowing that God had not forsaken him in the past and he would not forsake him now. Psalm 34 verse 6 yet another psalm of David and there he says this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Likewise my dear friends let us also declare what the Lord will do for us. Let us declare that he is our shield, he is our glory, he is the one who lifts up our head. and if we cry out to him surely he will answer us the next section of the psalm psalm 3 verse 5 and 6 talks about the comfort of the peace of god having prayed to god now what god does is god engulfs his beloved child in a restful sleep let's read those two verses of the psalm verse 5 says i lay down and slept i woke again for the lord sustained me 
I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. We see the peace of God reigning in the life of David in this particular section of the psalm. If we turn to Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 to 7, the word of God says, "The Lord is nearby. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God." Verse 7 says, "And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." If we turn back to Psalm 3 verses 5 and 6 this is exactly what we see here the state of David was that of a person whose heart and mind was guarded in Christ Jesus the peace of God guarded David's heart and his mind and he slept restfully when David awakened the next morning his first thought was that of the Lord and how the Lord had protected him and his few friends during the night although there was tens of thousands of people who had encamped against David at that point of time This was a sign to him that the Lord was indeed with him and he will see him through this crisis. We see that these words remind us of the Lord Jesus who was asleep during the storm. The storm was outside. The Lord did not allow the storm to enter into his heart. Mark chapter 4 verse 38 says Jesus slept. He was asleep on a pillow. Similarly we see Peter also asleep in the prison the prison the, the the people of the prison had bound him had imprisoned him but his heart was free in Christ because there were the covenant promises of God which reminded him that he would stand before others until a ripe old age his ministry and his service would continue If we trust him and seek to do his will God works on our behalf even when we are asleep David affirmed that he would not be afraid even if tens of thousands of people were battling against him were set against him because the Lord is the one who gives him victory this was the covenant promise that that David was well aware of finally we come to the last two verses of the psalm and the word of god says there psalm 3 verses 7 to 8 these sections talk about the surety of a future deliverance and salvation let us read those verses arise o lord save me o god for you strike all my enemies on the cheek and you break the teeth of the wicked salvation belongs to the lord and your blessing be on your people now in the previous two verses verses 5 and 6 the lord rested david but in these two verses 7 and 8 we see that god is promising that he will not only rest him but he will also rescue him he will also deliver him david's prayer in verse 7 arise o lord takes us back to the portion of old testament where israel was in the wilderness when the guiding cloud of glory began to move and the camp set forth moses would sing rise up o lord let your enemies be scattered let those who hate you flee before you here david likewise cries out for a divine vindication in sam 3 verse 1 we see the enemies rising up against david in verse 5 we see david cries to the lord and he lays himself down and he slept but in verse 7 we see that god gives david the assurance that he god will arise against david's enemies 
and david in his anger against his enemies he asked the lord to strike the enemies on the cheek and break the teeth of the wicked both of these are hebrew curses that we see in the old testament or figures of speech for utter humiliation and defeat this cannot be a prayer of a new covenant heart the tone of this verse sounds harsh but the psalmist is essentially giving voice to his belief that god's justice must prevail deliverance and vengeance both belong to the lord as we read in romans chapter 12 verse 19 paul instructs his believers his hearers like this beloved never avenge yourself but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord finally the psalm ends with a hopeful verse the last verse verse 8 says salvation belongs to the lord and let your blessing be on your people salvation belongs to the lord if in verse 2 david's enemies claim that there is no salvation for him in verse 8 david says salvation belongs to the lord and it ends with a blessing that is on god's people dearly beloved however desperate our situation is however much the conflict is there in our heart and in our lives the lord is faithful and able to take us through the various stages that we see in this psalm we may start off with the reality of conflict in verses 1 to 2 then we come to the point where we need to pray and trust in god in verses 3 and 4 then we come to the peace of god that comes and engulfs our heart in verses 5 and 6 and finally the lord says surely he will deliver and he will save in verses 7 and 8 may the lord assure us help us through the meditation of these psalms may god bless each one of us